0: All right, give a big hand to our uh, children, and as they go to learn and study the Word of God, yes. Awesome, awesome. Uh, we continue to share the testimony uh, of what the Lord has done for us. We are also doing the Gospel plan, which is our series, and I'm going to tie in this series with our celebration this morning. right? How are we doing so far? You're good? good? All right, anybody needs uh, like a a caffeine to uh, have more energy here or we are filled with the Spirit, right? Yes. So um, uh, one of the things that we want to continue to highlight and celebrate is one thing before we go into the Scripture in Matthew 15. We're going to start from Matthew 15. I want to be thankful to God for what the Lord has done for us in the church in terms of obedience What I have seen last year is that our church have worked hard to obey the things that God has told us to do. And I've seen the willingness and the tender heart of our church members to follow God. And how do we see these things? It it is exhibited in the way we serve one another. In the way we take the direction from life group leaders or church staff and the board. Because you can say, oh, I I obey the Lord. I I am absolutely going to follow all his instructions. But when you deal with people in the congregation, you may do your own thing. Right? Then the obedience to God is not exhibited. Because by nature, we are selfish people. We want to do things on our own. We don't want people to tell what to do. We don't want people to run our life. That's the same thing. We don't want God to run our life. We want to be in control. So when people give commission and commandment to us, it's imperative. It's an imperative verb that you have to obey to those commands. It wasn't an option. And one thing that I saw last year, uh, uh, and the uh, ministry year, was uh, the obedience and willingness of our members to obey God, even if we don't have the total picture. Right? And the Lord has blessed us because of that. Now... In Matthew 15, in Matthew chapter 15, what do you see in Matthew chapter 15? You will see about uh, cleanliness. What is clean? What is unclean? You know. Uh, this, and and then you will you will see the story of the Canaanite woman uh, with his daughter. Right. Here, the scripture says here. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. That Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. God's mercy is for everyone. The story is here. The story is that when the, la- when the woman come to Jesus and said, please take care of my daughter, she said, no, uh, she called, her, actually Jesus called her a dog. Right? You're a dog. Why would I take care of you? And you would have imagined that the, the woman would be offended, uh, angry, upset, and walk away. Well she didn't She said, "What? Well, but even the dog eat the bread crumbs that fall from the master's table. It's very I mean, this is very radical faith, right? Very daring faith. And so what happened? Jesus took notice about her daring faith, and he had to turn around and say, what's going on here? What is going on here? See? Well, that, what went on? What went on is miracle. Jesus healed her daughter because of her faith. So when we talk about Jesus as the Savior, this is what I want to say. That it is more compelling and effective When we talk about what is happening in our lives, then to tell people how to live their life. Are you hearing me? Right? Okay, you want to say this again? When you want to share that Jesus is the Savior, okay? When you want to tell the world that Jesus is the Savior, it is more compelling and effective when you talk about what's happening in your lives, than to tell people how they should live their life. Yes, you heard that, right. So, this is what's going on. See, you want people to ask you, what's going on in your life in a good way? What is it? Can I have what you have? Can I have what you have? Then Jesus will be lifted up as a savior. We need to focus more on what Jesus can do rather than what we can do for Him. We need to talk about Jesus rather than what we do. Even here on Sunday, we could be talking about this is what we did all throughout the year. This is what we did. This is our number. We had this event. No, talk about what Christ did. Who Christ is. He is the Savior. He can drive out demons. He can feed... He can heal those who are sick. He can transform people that seems to be hopeless in our eyes. And people can come to know the Lord. Does this work? Does this work in our life today? That Jesus is the son of the living God? You know, does this work? When people say, what do men say that I am? What is your answer? See, Matthew is writing this, writing this, and asking those questions. And I want to, uh, I want to, I want to invite um, uh, Krishna and uh, uh, Sushmita to come up here. And I want to see whether this thing works or not. Right? Whether the, please come up, both of you. See. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Let's see this this, the word that I've been reading here, whether it works or not. Okay? Whether it's applicable or not. Okay? And I'm going to get the, uh, here's another one here too. Please come and stand in the light. Light is good. Okay? Come. Come. Yeah. Uh, so here. I want to ask you first. Okay? Um, The word of God says, Jesus said, if you have left your houses, if you have left your brothers, if you have left your sisters, if you have left your lands, I will bless you hundredfold. Okay? I'm going to see whether this word of God works or not. Okay? So Krishna, can you tell me about your mom and you and how you came... uh, to be a follower of Christ.
1: Sure. Uh, so uh, my parents are from a Hindu family, uh, and uh, uh, my mom, my dad and mom, when they got married, uh, they uh, I think they waited for five years uh, for children, and uh, uh, they had no clue. Uh, and uh, at that time, my mom uh, she met a, a neighbor, a neighbor who was a Christian, and uh, she uh, told her she introduced uh, Jesus Christ to my mom and uh, at that time she had no choice uh, so she didn't have any option to, but to believe uh, in Jesus so she gave it a try uh, she started uh, praying and uh, I think within a very short time uh, she got this vision uh, where uh, God told her that uh, she would conceive uh, she didn't believe but I think in, like, in very short time uh, she got conceived after five years so that was a miracle for her and uh, that's when she uh, started believing and uh, so it was not a complete uh, she, she didn't transform completely but uh, she just started uh, and then when uh, that was my brother who was uh, born there and then uh, a few years later I was born and then even I went uh, through a near death experience uh, and that's when I think uh, my mom really uh, started believing uh, in Jesus and uh, we also faced a lot of challenges from our relatives uh, who were still Hindus And uh, they were, like, uh, pointing at my mom that she was different and all that. But uh, when I was saved by Jesus, that's when uh, she started spreading the word of God in her family. And today, uh, like, each and every one in my family is a Christian. Uh, And uh, and she... she (laughs) So, she was the one who uh, started uh, this whole thing, but I never believed again. So, uh, I was going to church uh, since my childhood, but that was all forced on me. Uh, but again, uh, I think in 2012 was when I uh, was alone in I was working in a different city. And that's when I uh, went to a church on my own for the first time. And that day, God spoke to me through his word and I felt a lot of comfort there. And uh, the Holy Spirit was so moving that uh, I got... Baptized in like two months, so uh, that's when I started, and I never turned back.
0: Amen, I amen. Started. Right? Okay. Uh, Susmita. so this God, that Krishna, your new husband, they just got married. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how has he been answering prayers to both of you? How how does he show up and talk to both of you?
2: Firstly, before. Uh... I could meet him. Uh, I was praying to God about my wedding. Uh, Lord, please give me a good life partner. And then God answered my prayer. He heard all my cries and He answered my prayer in a very short period of time, irrespective of my behavior, irrespective of my sins and everything. And God uh, clearly showed me the date when I'm going to meet this person. And uh, He spoke through me through word, He spoke through me through prophecy and everything is going on according to his plan and the way i came here is also a miracle because i never dreamt of coming so far i'm from india i never even thought of coming here for even education purpose i thought of staying near my house but god has a different plan for me and he his thought is different and my ways are different but i'm i'm very grateful for him that He is making me walk in his way and it is his purpose i'm here today And uh, like the sharing my testimony among everybody.
0: Amen. Amen. (laughs) Yes. So uh, you were worried about not having friends when you come here. So have you been able to meet people? Are the people of this church nice to you? What do you think about this church?
1: She makes me wait after the church.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was so worried uh, before coming here. I don't because I don't know anybody. Everybody is brand new to me. So I was worried, my God, how will I face people? But I'm so happy that God brought me to a church where it's so much welcoming me and it's so warm. With And people greet me with a smile and I, in a very short, it's, I think it's the fourth week I'm here and I already made three to four friends. Uh. I'm so happy and it's all because of God. He made everything. He made the way, He he planned where I should go, where I should stand. Uh, who should be my pastor and everything. And finally, I'm here. I'm so thankful to God. This church is a blessing. All
0: right. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, before you go down, Krishna, what was your first impression when you came to our church? How did you feel? Uh,
1: I went to a lot of churches, pastor, but uh, this was the only church where I felt the Holy Spirit is moving. So that's the only thing I could say.
0: Whoa! Yeah. wow. Amen, right? Give them a big hand. <laughs> yes, yeah, please. Yeah. So let's, let's look at the scripture here, okay? The Word of God says here, And everyone who has left houses, brothers and sisters, or father or mother or wife or children or land, for my name's sake shall receive hundredfold and inherit eternal life. What Christ means is He redefined family by saying, You may lose your own family members, but I will give you hundredfold family members big families in your life you heard from sushmida that she was worried to come here that she may not have friends she made friends already why because you are christ people you're god people and you loved her uh, uh, krishna's mother w- was afraid that the family member will you know uh, outcast her great fear what happened the whole family came to know the lord does the, work of God, does, the, does the Word of God work? What Matthew is writing, does it work? This is what we want to celebrate, church, this morning. This is what we want to celebrate, right? This is what we want to celebrate. So, what I want to tell you is, if you have not left anything in your life, if you have not left anything in your life, maybe you haven't found the real thing. Are you hearing me? If you have not left anything in your life, maybe you haven't found the real thing. There has to be a living in order. There has to... cry God forsook His Son so He can die for us. Jesus left heaven so we can have salvation. The fishermen left their nets so they can be fishers of men. What have you left in order to find what God has prepared for you. Right? Okay, let's look at, as we continue to celebrate, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into fire and often into water. We are in Matthew 17 now, right? This is after the transfiguration. What is the transfiguration? On the mountain... Peter, James, and John were there, okay? And um, Jesus was there. They were transfigured, and they saw Moses and Elijah. That's the story. And Peter said, oh, should I make three tents here, see? After they come down from the mountain, the other disciples were struggling because this father has brought the son, and they could not heal him. They could not heal him. I'm going to continue this one, uh, the next sermon, okay? But hear me. Are you ready? You're ready, right? Tighten your seat belt. <laughs> this is going to be, I'm going to propel you up to heaven and bring you down, okay? Here. Your visions of life are very clear, very often when you're on a mountaintop, okay? See, when you go, like when you drive to carry, carry the first... See, I grew... Well, we were in Midwest, so everything was plain, right? Huge! But we drove to Arizona, and up on that mountain to see the Grand Canyon, this mountain. And when you drive by, you'll see a sign, Scenic View, right? You turn in, and then you see this beauty. When you step down from the car and look, wow, it's just breathtaking, isn't it? It's awesome, You become so small, God becomes so big, and suddenly things get clear. It's like that, even in your spiritual life. When you are on a mountaintop, you can see clearly everything, okay? But those mountaintop visions, the fruit of those mountaintop visions, where does it happen? In the valley. You don't find fruits on a rocky mountain, you find fruits in the valley. That's where you labor. And you, and you will bear and harvest fruit in the valley. But you can't just say, I'm going to stay on the mountain top, and let's see what will happen with my fruit. No, you got to go down and labor in the valley. Work hard and hope for fruit to harvest. The disciples saw God and the vision were clear. When they come down to the valley, they were not able to heal this man. This is where the labor is happening. We cannot just be on a mountaintop and expect fruits, my friend. The mountaintop vision that God gives you, you have to labor for it so you can harvest and have fruit. Are we ready? See? We got to celebrate that. We got to celebrate the vision that God has given you. But you got to work for it. We got to work for it. What did we work for last year? We work that we're going to make disciples. So we start studying together with a book, one book, The Great Omission. That's where we started. This study of the Great Omission changes the direction and the DNA partly of our church. You can see how that has blessed all our efforts throughout the year. When you obey God, when you obey God, and when you are praying, and when you're reading the Word of God, great stuff happens. I want you to be man and woman. Like when you get up in the morning, Satan is saying, oh, he is going to get up again. Right? Right? Oh, I don't want her to wake up from the bed. When she gets up, she's going to pray. I don't like I don't I want you to be that kind of person. You hear me? Like when you get out of the bed, the devil is so upset that you're you're awake because when you are awake, stuff are going to happen. When you're awake, you're going to pray for somebody. When you're awake, you're going to bless somebody. When you're awake, you're going to send those nice encouraging email. When you're awake, you're going to text somebody and say, oh, today's going to be a great day. And devil is saying, oh, I want her to sleep the whole night, the whole day. I want that man to sleep the whole night, the whole day and don't get up. Well, my friends, if we are on a mountaintop and continue to have a tent up there, we wouldn't be doing the labor in the valley and there will be no fruit. So let's all get up. Let's all get up in the morning and the devil said, Ah, he is awake again. My, Isn't that awesome? That you are that kind of person that the devil hates? My friends, if you have been walking on the road and you haven't met the wicked one, the evil one, it means you've been walking the same road all your life. I see you shaking your head. You know? I'm going to let it sing into you. If you're walking the road and you haven't met the wicked one, the Satan, it means you have been walking the same road all your life. Because the enemy will come at you when you are making impact in people's lives. I was with the Plus Pastor Clusters and I want to share this with you. This mighty man of God planted two hundred churches, having a huge church in Nairobi, Kenya. And we said we'll pray for him, so we'll pray. What's happening? He's teaching leaders here. He came here to San Francisco And a week he had to go to New Zealand and he came back again because he's training leaders. His daughter started cutting. And he's in tears and said, I don't know what to do. But I'm going to start fasting and praying for 40 days. So he's fasting and praying because the enemy is after her daughter. The enemy may not get you. The enemy may not get you. The enemy may not get you because you're strong, but it may get somebody that you love. Then what do you have to do? You have to get up and pray. You have to get up and pray. The gospel is not about strategy. You hear me? The gospel is not about strategy. It is about praying and fasting. That's where you stop. You start on your knee, fasting and praying. He said, show me the plan. I have no plan. Pastor, show me the plan to grow this church. I'm letting you know again. The same thing I said on the first sermon. I have no plan for you guys. I'm sorry. But I can pray. But I will pray. I will fast. And I will pray. And I will get to see sick, healed, spiritual, oppressed, being free. I will get to see that. And that's where we need to start. So, the mountaintop vision that you you get, start laboring in the valley so you can see the fruit. You can see the fruit. Jesus is our Redeemer. Jesus, as the Son of Man, did not come to... To be served but to serve and to give life his life as a ransom for many see there is I'm going to ask Jerry and uh, Greg to come there is nothing that is a substitute for Jesus there's nothing we can't substitute him with anything we can't substitute him with program and goals numbers there's nothing without Christ the church is dead without Christ the church is dead right and uh um uh, and uh Jerry you know uh I we've worked with you and we saw um we saw youth being saved we saw adults saved uh at, at Bethlehem as we uh, spread the good news um, why is this event so important for the church right what should we know and what should we expect and did god break any record last year yeah well
3: bethlehem is just an amazing experience. I mean, I've my wife and I um, decided to do this back in 1998, and convinced people in this church to come alongside of us. We had a big vision, but a small group of people to put this on. But the Bethlehem event, over the last 21 years, this takes place in our parking lot for people who are new here. It's a outdoor living nativity. Uh, for the last 21 years, we've had over I've just crunched the numbers: 261,000 people come mm. through. Bethlehem. Wow. So just wow. last year. Yeah. Wow. And what's important about that is not that they're just coming to see a living nativity, but that we're actually sharing the good news of Jesus in every one of those little half hour shows that we do. So every one of those people that came through also heard the message of God. And um, and so that is amazing. Last year we had 18,855 people come through. That was a new record. Yeah. Um, So this thing just keeps on growing, actually And it's not us that's doing it, but it's God I think coming upon this church and saying this is a need in our community that The word of God needs to get out to these people of different cultures and different beliefs and uh, they're coming And um, i'm really happy to be able to do this again this year Um, And super excited about working on it (laughs) building the sets and doing all working with everybody here so, um yeah.
0: Any any uh, any blurb? Something that coming up or?
3: Well, we are doing uh, one thing a little bit different that I want to invite you to, and that is the Parade of Champions in Santa Clara. It's coming back. It's it was started back in the '50s, went all the way up to the um, '80s, and then they stopped it. And so it's a big downtown community parade, and we're gonna have a Bethlehem float in it. And it's um, in two Saturdays from now on September 28th, and so um, it's cool that us as part of the community of Santa Clara can take place in this historic parade, and we're gonna, we're building a float right now. Greg and Dwayne and Steve Victorson and I are building a float in the garage. It's a stable, little stable scene with the manger in there, and we're going to have some actors on it, and we're going to have Hank, the little cow thing we have up at the stable, hanging off the back. And it's going to be fun. And it's, it's just us being a part of this community here in Santa Clara, and, um, and I just love um, that we can do that here in this church, that we're not just inside this building and with all our doors closed and nobody knows what's going on, but that we're out and doing things. We're at the Art and Wine Festival right now. We have a booth over there, Trisha Cooley and Steve Vickerson are over there right now running the booth, and we've had many of you volunteering yesterday and also going to be volunteering today. And that's, once again, us getting outside of these doors and sharing uh, who we are and our love for others. Um, with people of Santa Clara.
0: Hey, awesome, right? Uh, and uh, Jerry is our IT and campus director, so right. I mean, great job, right? So awesome, yeah. We love God. Now, uh, as uh, um, uh, Greg is our hospitality connection director, so uh, in in your experience, how has hospitality really be impact been impactful in building relationship and building connections?
4: Well, I think, like I shared last week when I was recognizing all the volunteers, that the the hospitality department, our main goal is just to help create an environment where people can come, utilize their gifts and talents by engaging with other people and making places where they can come and and have fellowship and socialization and being together. I think when we think about hospitality, a lot of times we're, you know, we have our church and we have our snacks or we have the grill – But it goes beyond this building, kind of like what Jerry was saying with with other things, is it goes beyond this building, and it ties into our life groups and how we can have a a hospitality in our own homes. This last uh, trimester, we had our game night life group, and we had three families that were hosting it. And it's such a a delight to be able to open up your home, and this is something that I, I love to do, is open up our home and allowing people to come in and just to play some games have some desserts or some a meal and talking about the different flavors and the textures and the tastes and it's an amazing time i think at one point we had like 35 people in our in one of our homes 35 unique people coming and sharing and just fellowshipping and that's created because we have a love to be with one another and to encourage one another and to support one another and so it, it really helps people connect. And it, it creates an environment where people can come. And I know this last year we had, um, oh, yeah, that's the, uh, the fire pit, the, the s'mores night. That was a lot of fun. But we had um, Christina and her daughter Amethyst. And they came, and we didn't know it at the time, but it was Amethyst's birthday. And so we, we had a There was cake and there was ice cream. But here it is, the spur of the moment, new people to the group coming to the first time. And we're singing "Happy Birthday" to this little girl, and just what what does what kind of impact does that have on people's lives? Hmm. How does that help them connect? And then, shortly thereafter, Christina is being baptized, and now Amethyst wants to be baptized, and I know that you're working with her and her and with Christina. And so, through hospitality, through connections, lives are changed, lives are impacted. And it, it is just a blessing to be a part of it and just to sit back and allow God to really work through those different events. And before I end, you said that Nathan's now your son. Hmm? Um, you can have him uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. <laughs> he does eat a lot of food, just so you know. So, just yeah. so you know.
0: Give him a hand. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, So uh, in Matthew 20, because we, we were looking from Matthew 15 to 20, and I want to read this for you. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing, cried out, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David. Then the multitude warned them, and they should be quiet. And they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, Lord, Son of David. What are we going to do for the people that are blind, spiritually blind? Right? That's what I wanted to ask. I want to ask uh, Nicole and uh, Alex to please come. Um, and what 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 are we going to do as a church to invest that the spiritual blindness will see light? That we will call people out of darkness into his marvelous light, right? Um, please come, Nicole. Um So uh, we have this project. It's called the uh, Community Park Project. Uh, And one of the reasons we've been sharing about this project is uh, to continue to spread the good news here in the community, and this will be part of our legacy, uh, that the children yet to be born will also declare the mighty works of God. Now, Nicole, uh, let's start with Nicole. Why Why do you want to give to this project?
5: Um, I think Pastor just said it at the beginning of the sermon about um, being obedient to the Lord. And um, this is just about being obedient to the Lord and giving thanks to God, uh, giving his worship. And so we're just doing what we're supposed to do.
0: (laughs) What do you think about the project, Alex, as you and Nicole's been talking about it? Um, Well, you know, for for us, I think you know
6: one of the things that really brought us here was actually we lived used to live next door, uh, and then we just live a little bit further away. But uh, you know, we'd walk by here, and we were coming to the church and seeing it grow and seeing it thrive. And every time we came here, it just felt like such a blessing to us that God was speaking to us, and um, seeing the church continue to grow and thrive just felt like we want to be a part of that. We want to be able to to see that happen. I if I can take a minute, I I spent last week. with my team in Yosemite on an offsite. And if you've been to Yosemite, it's this amazing, beautiful, natural place with these huge cliffs and waterfalls and huge canyons, it's incredibly beautiful. And it's a reminder that when God creates beautiful things, he does it one drop of water at a time, hmm. because Yosemite didn't start out that way, right? It was It's every drop of rain, every little bit of moisture that eventually became a stream, which became a river, which became a waterfall, which carved all that out and made all of that beauty. But it took a long time. And I think for each of us, we each have the opportunity to be a few drops of rain, to each just... Add our little bit to make the world a better place and to, to bring the, the the majesty of God's kingdom to to the world around us and so even a small thing that we can do like something small like helping here with the community park it's all it all helps build that bigger kingdom for God uh, and I'm really excited to be able to, to contribute a little bit of water myself
0: yeah anything you want to add Nicole how how did you guys pray and uh, what do you guys talked about when you were going to give to this kind of projects
5: Um, I think God has just been, you know, paving the pathway for many, many years. Um, Just teaching us um, to, well, to repent and repent of disobedience, repent of lack of faith um, in the area of giving. Um, You know, money can be really scary. (laughs) And giving when you don't really... um, when you, you know, just when when you're feeling a little bit insecure about giving. So um, God's just been working on our hearts to increase our faith, and um, we're just um, so silly to be so small in faith because God always blesses us, and he doesn't need our money. He just wants our hearts to trust him. And... um, Today is our anniversary of 18 years. Yay! (laughs) Um, And I just say that because. um, She didn't
6: get me anything. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. Okay.
5: What? I like, oh.
6: It would make make for a good like, oh, since I didn't get you anything, I'm just going to, you know, announce at the church and then we'll get a round of applause. Oh my gosh,
5: okay. I,
6: I should have thought of that. I just okay,
5: focus. <laughs> okay, we're, we're at church. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I just want to say, our wedding, Um, we had the song Greatest Life Faithfulness, oh. and um, I just feel like. God is so faithful to us. Um, winter, summer, spring, or fall, mm-hmm. um, he is so faithful to us. And you can probably hear that song in your head. It's an oldie and a goodie. And I just want to leave you with that just to edify the body of Christ, that God is so faithful and great is thy faithfulness. So that's just, that's just, it's all about Jesus.
0: Amen, amen. Give them yeah. a big hand. Yeah, last hand. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, uh, Matt Stephen is our CFO from the board, and I wanted him to uh, share more on this community park. And as he shares, we want to hand out the, the giving envelope. Uh, go ahead,
7: brother. Thank you. Good morning. Again, my name is Matthew. Uh, I am one of the board members. I am the CFO, the chief financial officer. And one of the things that I'm doing this year is overseeing uh, the capital campaign for this courtyard that we're going to build. Uh, Now, I recognize a lot of you are new here, have come and joined us in the past couple of months, or even in the past year, and this is a project that we have been talking about now for many years. Jerry Jerry Sintas has had um, the plans for this courtyard uh, for many years, and what we want to do is take this space out here between the Fellowship Hall and the sanctuary here and transform it. We want to update it into this millennium. Uh, We want to make it a space that can be used by the entire church. Right now, it's very limited to really just a playground that is designed for kids. It was built in the 80s, has not been touched since then. Uh, And what we want to do is completely renew the space to have both a modern playground in it, uh, as well as a space for Um, Life groups to sit in a shaded pavilion area, um, seating for our Sunday grill that we do, uh, and transforming into a multi-purpose space. Now, last week, uh, Lisa Robinson um, announced the kickoff of this capital campaign. And at that time, we offered you uh, an envelope. And in that envelope are two things. Uh, One is a magnet for you to take and throw on your fridge and keep your eye on the goal. And the goal is this. The goal is to build this park next year. And as you see this magnet on the fridge, maybe you also have the second item in it, which is the commitment card. So for the next couple of weeks, pin that card underneath the magnet on your fridge, take a look at it, and be thinking and be praying about what God wants you to bring to this project that he's doing. So last week, Lisa had the cards passed out, but A lot of us were not here, myself included. Um, If you do not have a card, we want to hand them out again to you today. If anybody was not here last week, or they happened to leave their card in the nursery, which somebody did, and my wife found it, uh, or they um, lost it already, please raise your hand, and Nathan and Greg will be handing out the commitment cards. Now, what again we're doing, we're handing this out now to give you time to be thinking and praying and preparing. And as a church... We're going to bring them back on the last Sunday of the month. This is the 29th. And on the 29th, we are going to come together and turn in the cards. We'll take a special offering of bringing in these cards. Uh, If your finances are in order and you want to bring your first gift on that Sunday, great. I encourage you to do that. If it's going to take you a couple of months to get things ready, that's fine. It's not a problem. Uh, We're going to bring that together as a church on Sunday the 29th. couple of us are going to total it all up, and then we'll have a number to celebrate with as a church of, here's what you have pledged in joining with God's vision for this church. Uh, now, the last thing that I want to say is, today, immediately after the service, uh, Jerry Sintas and I are going to host a QA. and uh, a We are going to talk about the project and answer your burning questions, uh, both about logistics of what the park will look like. Uh, how construction will go, logistics about the park, but then also I will be here to answer questions about the financial aspects. Um, anytime that we talk about money in a church, people like get uncomfortable in their seat uh, and start squirming a little bit. And what I want to do is just offer the answers to your burning questions and the reassurance, and to help you know and understand why we set These targets, what we're doing with the money, how it's all going to work. So, if you have questions, which I'm sure you do, because it's money, uh, please stick around, and Jerry and I will go over all of that for you. All right,
0: all right, all right. Uh, We're going to invite the worship team to please come, and I'm going to ask uh, Gary Dong, our uh, president of the board, to come, Um, and he will. And the ushers, piece be ready. Uh, Gary will share. a blessing from the Lord, from the board, uh, what they are thankful for, and he will pray for the offering. So,
8: <laughs> I got it. <laughs> okay, um, thank you. Um, I just like to just share what the board is thankful for this year. And some of you guys don't know, may not know who's on the board. So I just kind of want to take this opportunity to acknowledge those board members. Maybe if they could stand so they could be recognized. We have Lisa Robinson, Marianne Farrell, Karen Thor, Jessica uh, McClanagan, and Matt Stevens. Um, They're the board. They're the people that help me keep Valuie in line. (laughs) We're doing a good job, right? (laughs) Um, So just some of the things that we we want to be celebratory about is this year we... Are the board's usually in charge of doing what we do call the CrossFit spiritual fitness. And usually that's a time that we take to help develop leadership. Um, you know, usually it's more intensive where you know, we're trying to develop leadership characteristics and everything. But this year, we kind of took a different twist to it. And we, we felt the need that um, the leadership here and, and potential leadership just needed to focus inwardly. The, the theme was spiritual um, fitness. Um, and so we wanted—or cross—what um, was it called? CrossFit, yeah. And and so we wanted—we um, had a speaker speak on soul care. So it was just more of kind of concentrating inwardly on, on repairing yourself, retreating. Jesus retreated from the multitudes. God you know, rested after creation, and so, you know, those are just examples of, you know, leadership works hard, but they're also, you know, you need to care for your leadership, so it was a great opportunity, and then also after we had a great speaker, Nancy Ortberg, we also had our pastoral team teach on, you know, sharing gospels in different um, environments, whether it be your workplace, with your family, or neighbors, and stuff, so um, it was just a great opportunity. That's something that we we're excited about. And so um, let's pray for offering. Um, you know, we're, we've been talking about all the things that God has been giving to us. Um, and that's, you know, something that we need to be thankful for as Christians. You know, God instructs us to also exercise our thankfulness in, in giving. And he says, give joyfully because um, in giving joyfully, you are also blessed too so let's pray dear lord we just thank you for this time of worship to give to you um, just a little portion um, of what all that you have given to us with all the testimonies that have been shared of, of your goodness throughout the years of people coming to know you of people developing different relationships and, and of healing and of of marriages and, and births of, of, of children and, and um Just different things,
5: Lord. We just thank you for those things, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.